Welcome to the Donaghclody Parish Podcast. We're an Anglican evangelical church committed to glorifying God, preaching the gospel, and making disciples. Father Lord, we pray that you will open our hearts to receive your word. We pray that you will help us by your Holy Spirit to understand your word. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, tonight we're going to see this topic that says man shall not live by bread alone. And it's uh, part of the words that we see from the temptation of Jesus as is recorded by Matthew in chapter 4 from verse 1 to 11. A husband once became very annoyed with his wife for always coming back with a new dress each time she went out shopping. He told her she must be more concerned about the finances and resist any more purchases. She said it was difficult as the devil was always tempting her. Her husband replied, you must say to the devil next time, get thee behind me, Satan. The next week she came back from shopping with yet another new dress. Her husband was furious. Didn't you tell the devil to get behind you, as I said? His wife replied, I did. But when he went behind me, he whispered in my ear, it looks just as good from the back as it did from the front. Her reading tonight reflected on the event that happened shortly after Jesus was baptized and before the start of his public ministry. In verse 1 of chapter 4, Matthew recorded that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Have you been tempted before? How did you do when you were being tempted? Like many of us have been tempted in the past and in my frailty as human, I fell into it. Our reality is that we all live with temptation all the time. Not a minute goes by when we do not face temptation in one way or another. And that is why this story from the life of Christ is so important to us. Jesus Christ is our great example and teacher when it comes to resisting temptation. So let us reflect on this passage for a few minutes and see what we have to learn from it. Open with me to Matthew chapter 4 and I will start from verse 1 on to 11. At the baptism of Jesus, something amazing happened. As we saw last week in verse 17 of chapter 3, there was a voice from heaven that said about Jesus, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. This is my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. That moment in Jesus' life must have been a real spiritual high when he felt so affirmed and so loved by God the Father, so intimate with his Father and so focused on his ministry. 
But as we read in chapter 4, verse 1, Matthew recorded that he was led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit that we saw descending on him like a dove and lightning. He was led into the desert. What for? To be tempted by the devil. Do you see that? And actually, in Mark's account, the Greek is even stronger. Mark wrote, at once, the Spirit drove him out. This is something that is hard to grasp, to grasp with. Why will the Spirit of God the Father lead the Son to the desert to be tempted by the devil? Why? As we can see, Right from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, Jesus was a servant obeying the will of God. He is the servant king. And as incited by Matthew in verse 1 of our reading tonight, he followed the leading of the Spirit and subject himself to the will of God. He chose to please God rather than to please himself. Jesus chose to go in the way of God instead of going in the way of evil. Jesus chose to go in the way of God. He's obedient. He's submissive. Friends, Obeying the will of God in suffering might be very difficult, yet it is a nice thing to do. When temptation comes our way, do we choose to go in the way of God or do we yield to temptation? Do we resist temptation or do we just yield to it to please our sinful desire? While in the wilderness, let us see how Jesus responded to temptation. See with me in verse 2. The Bible says, After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Verse 3. What else did the tempter say? See it in verse 5 to 6. The devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Verse 6. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, it will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands. Notice those two temptations. If you are the son of God. Verse 6. If you are the son of God. And what else did the devil say in verse 9? It says, all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Looking at the first and the second temptation. The devil challenges what God had said about Jesus in verse 17. The devil said, if you are the son of God, by this statement is tempting him to doubt what God has just said in verse 17 of chapter 3. This reminds us of the same tactic 
of the devil, as we see in Genesis chapter 3, when the devil tempted Adam and Eve. Satan, the devil, is an old liar. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus said about Satan, he said that there is no truth in him when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. He hasn't changed. The same thing in our world today, all that the devil is telling you is a lie. So whatever he's telling you to do is nothing but lies. The Satan said to Eve, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? It challenges the obedience, their obedience to God's word. And both Adam and Eve failed. Through their disobedience, sin entered the world. But through the obedience of another man, Jesus, who is the second Adam, came grace and eternal life as a free gift. Romans chapter 5 verse 19. Jesus was brought to these temptations, as we read tonight, to test his obedience to the Father, even if it involves suffering. Will you live in obedience to the Word of God at all time, to everything that he has told you? Or will you be tempted to despair? Looking at the first temptation, verse 3 of chapter 4. devil said, if you are the son of God, turn stone to bread. Obviously, Jesus was alone in the wilderness. In his physical body, he was weak. He was hungry. Yet, he did not disobey the word of God by denying what God has just said about him. He knows what he is. He knows that he is truly the son of God. Nobody needs to tell him that. He knows that he has the power to turn stone to bread. Remember, in his first miracle, he turned water to wine. He knows all this. And also, when we look at the second temptation, he knows truly that the Lord will protect him if he jumps. He knows the Bible verse that the devil quoted from Psalm 91, verse 11 to 12. Yet, he decided not to tempt the Lord. Why will he doubt the fact that he is the son of God? And the devil said, if you are the son of God. That statement, which we find in the first and second Temptation queries what God said. It's challenging Jesus. If you are the son of God, do this. And by this temptation, the devil is saying, if you are the son of God, you don't need to suffer. Do we hear the same message today? If you believe in Christ, if you're actually the son of God, if you believe Jesus is God and you believe God is your father, why would these things be happening to you? Do you hear that every time? If God truly loves you, you don't need to go through this experience. It won't lead you in the wilderness. This is all that Satan is saying. But Jesus knows that the path to victory 
is the part of suffering. He knows that to do the work of the Father, the work of redemption, he needs to die on the cross. But the devil wants to stop him from achieving God's plan of salvation. For us tonight, I know that there are many people experiencing some form of pain and distress. Life does not feel good for some people. Some people have lost their job. Families are struggling. Relationships are destroyed. And in all this, we may be tempted to ask, where are you, God? We may be saying, if truly you love me, why do you allow all these things to happen to me? See, by asking such questions, we are indirectly saying, God, prove yourself. Prove yourself. But let me encourage you tonight that whenever we are in this state of mind, let us always remember God's promises in his word and let us be strengthened by these promises. Let's go back to the scripture. Let us reflect on his assurance of his love for us and know that God is right at the center of that trouble. He is there with us. Considering the third temptation, as you will see from verse 8, the devil offers Jesus riches of this world. He said if Jesus would bow down and worship him, he would give him everything. But hear what Paul wrote about Jesus. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, Paul said, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. So see what the Satan said, devil said to him. He took him to the uh, very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said, all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship, him, worship me, verse 9. Jesus knows that he will only be glorified through the cross and not through worldly riches. So, he resisted the devil and said to him in verses 10 and 11, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. Whenever the devil, the tempter comes to you, will you resist him by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you? We cannot resist temptation in our own flesh. But we can do this by the grace and the power of God through the Holy Spirit that lives in us. We're able to use the word of God to say to Satan, no, I know what God has said about me and I will stand for it. 
as I conclude tonight. From our reading and our study, we see that the devil came to Jesus at the weakest point in life to say to him, stop obeying the Father, stop trusting the Father, and stop serving the Father. That is all it's about. The temptation is saying to Jesus to stop obeying the Father, to stop trusting the Father, to stop serving the Father. And friends, we are constantly faced with the same temptation in various shades of life today. Jesus did what we could never do. He obeyed the Father, he trusted the Father, and he served the Father. We can't do this in our own flesh. But by God's grace and by the Spirit of God in us, we can still resist the devil. Are you tempted to despair? Do you feel weak? Let us get strength in the Word of God and turn to the cross where the victory is won. Let us continually turn to Jesus, the source of our strength, the only one who can help us to resist the temptation of the devil at all times. And finally, when we are tempted, when we suffer, and as that song says, when upon life's billows you are tempest toast, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, when temptation comes our way, let us resist the devil by the word of God. Let us derive our strength in Jesus, in whom alone we can pass all temptation of life. And let us continue to obey, to trust, and to serve Jesus. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word which we have studied from tonight. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are always with us in all situations of life. We pray that by your spirit you will help us to overcome the temptation of the devil to disobey you. You help us to overcome the temptation of the devil not to trust you. And you will help us to overcome the temptation of the devil not to serve you. We ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Donnacony Parish podcast. We're happy for this teaching to be shared for the advancement of gospel work and to help make disciples. For information about Donnacony Parish, please check out our website www.donnacony.com Donna Cloney, D-O-N-A-G-H-C-L-O-N-E-Y-P-A-R-I-S-H dot co dot UK or find us on social media.